0: Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. I would echo that as, uh, as you find your place, and I'm sure many of you have, but I would echo that. I find these days that uh, along the, some of the first things that come off of my heart when I begin to thank God for His blessings is, is Sulphur Springs Baptist Church. And uh, genuinely, I say that. Um, I'm thankful for, for how loving you've been towards me and welcoming and supportive. Each and every one of you have been towards me, and I, I don't take that lightly. Uh, being a young young pastor, I understand that um, it could be a lot different, and uh, you have been so kind to me, and I not just as a pastor but as a member here. It's my Sunday school classes. Others have shared how that's helped me and how I grow through that and how I mature in that, and uh, the other ministries that you do. I am, I am genuinely blessed by being here, and I'm thankful uh, for God allowed me to be a part of this, of this church. Um, but av- after you've found your place, if you'll stand this morning in honor and reverence to the word of the Lord, we'll read these final seven verses of Galatians and uh, look at these verses this morning. Galatians chapter number 6, beginning in verse number 11. The Bible says, You see how large a letter I have written unto you with mine own hand. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised, that they may glory in your flesh. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision but a new creature. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them." and mercy, and upon the Israel of God. From henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for the sweet uh, service we've had. God, thank you for the testimonies that have been shared. And and Lord, no doubt everyone here has been been helped, has been blessed today to ponder the goodness of God. And Lord, I pray that you keep those thoughts upon our mind And Lord, I do believe genuinely and truthfully that that helps us, Lord, in the midst of the chaos and the destruction and the heartbreak that we often experience in a world that is cursed by the effects of sin. Lord, I'm thankful that we have such a ray of light in this world, and that light is you, God. And we thank you for who you are. Lord, you could be much different, but Lord, you are good. And uh, Father, we thank you for the truth that your goodness and your mercy will follow us all the days of our life. Lord, no matter where we go, what strength it can give us to know that we'll not go there without your goodness. And Lord, there's a lot of people today walking in places of heartache, places of sorrow, and places of adversity. But Lord, help them to be reminded today that your goodness is there and your mercy is there. And Lord, I'm thankful to know that we go through all things for a purpose. And Lord, in the end, you will get glory out of it and it'll be for our good. Lord, thank you for all the blessings we enjoy in this life. God, our health and strength, our families but Lord, thank you most of all for Jesus. And thank you most of all for the cross. And Lord, I pray that as we study these verses, you'd help our thoughts to go to the cross. To go to what took place there that day. Lord, we often see crosses. We often see people wear necklaces that have crosses on them. But Lord, we don't often think about just how much the cross means to us. But Lord, I pray that during this time we would. I pray that you make the preaching of your word eternally beneficial today. God, provide an increase. Lord, help us study this morning to be fruitful. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for standing. Many of you know, if you've met me and in, in, in learning about me, you lo- have learned that I grew up in a very traditional church, and I'm thankful for my heritage and thankful for my pastor, thankful for the church I grew up in. And one of the songs that stand as a pillar in the musical tradition that I grew up in is the old rugged cross. And you found that as if I give a title to the message, that's what I would refer to the message as today, because that's what Paul refers to a lot in these verses is the cross. And as I've said a couple times today, or alluded to the idea, I found that as I've grown older and revisit those songs that I grew up around, that I grew up hearing probably at least once a month, I would hear the old rugged cross. And a lot of times I would hum through the words as the choir was singing. And I would not really think about what the song was saying. But as I get older and I sing these songs now, and even here as the words are up on the screen, it helps you to really think about what you're saying and what you're singing as those words come off of your lips. Well, I'm finding those authors and songwriters of old had tremendous wisdom regarding the faith. And the words of many of those songs that we sing over and over again that we've sung so much that we just kind of sing without thinking about what we're saying have tremendous words, and they're powerful. And I think the Old Rugged Cross is one of those songs. The chorus so famously says, I'll cherish the Old Rugged Cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the Old Rugged Cross and exchange it someday for a crown. The songwriter understood the tremendous value that there is in the cross. And after reading these concluding verses of Galatians, we understand, and of course we had no doubts prior to this, that Paul also had tremendous value in the cross. In fact, if you didn't know any better, after reading these verses that we're studying this morning, you might think that Paul wrote the song, The Old Rugged Cross, as a parallel to much of what he's saying in these verses. Of course, we keep in mind the context, Paul is concluding his letter to the Galatians and So it only makes sense that he would focus on the cross because as we've studied and as it may be seen repetitive at times, Paul's message was simple. Our only hope is Jesus Christ and what he did at the cross. So as Paul concludes his letter, it only makes sense that his thoughts focus and centralize on it. We know that the... the, root of the problem, the root of the issue that stirred up the need for this letter is the fact that the gospel was being perverted in this area. So Paul's writing to stabilize and centralize these Christians on the cross. And that's what you and I need still today. We need to be centralized and stabilized in the cross of the Lord Jesus. It's important that we place the right value on the cross. So the question I ask and present to you this morning as we prepare to study these verses is, "Is the cross as precious to you as it should be?" And you can answer that question by taking the the main ideas, or the main thoughts of this message and turning them into a question. First thought is suffer for the cross, and so the question of that would be: if you want to know if the cross is as precious to you as it should be, we answer this question: Are you willing to suffer for the cross? Look with me in verse number eleven. The Bible says, "You see how large a letter I have written unto you with my own hand." Many commentators say what Paul is saying here is up to this point, and this is a practice Paul used in other letters that he wrote in the New Testament that he was verbalizing to a secretary or to a, a person who was actually pinning down his words, but Paul was telling that person what to write. Well, at verse number 11, Paul takes the pen himself and he's writing the words himself now. It could mean also, others say, that he just means, you see how he, he was probably using... He could have been using capital letters to write this letter, whereas most of the time you would not have done that. And he, but the point, either way you look at it, either way you interpret that, the point is Paul is placing an emphasis upon what he's been saying. And Paul is letting these believers know, again, this is no small issue. And you see Paul's sincerity and Paul's genuine concern for these believers in Galatia. And so then he goes back to these false teachers. He says, As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. The people, these these individuals that had come into the church, that if you read commentaries, they'll be referred to as Judaizers. They are trying to come in and, and blend the law and and what they can of of grace and of the cross and make it into one big thing. They're concerned with one thing, according to verse number 12, and it's to make a fair show in the flesh. They want the outside to look good regardless of, of where their heart's at, regardless of where they are on the inside. They don't care about that. These individuals that are coming into the congregations of the churches in Galatia have One thing in mind is, what does everybody think of me when they look at the outside? Is it all in order? Am I doing all the things on the outside that make everybody think I am good and I am righteous, whether I am or not? And they, Paul uses the word constrain, which I think envelops the biggest part of the issue of this entire letter. That word means to compel or urge as a pressing necessity. And that's what they were doing. They were constraining these believers. They were telling them that it was necessary for them to be circumcised. And that's not the case. If these believers were saying that it's our preference, that we like this better than the alternative, that's one thing. But when you begin constraining, to use that word, on people, things that the Bible does not constrain you with itself, then they're falsehoods. And people's trying to deceive you. We're not constrained by anything but the Scripture. You're not constrained. I have my preferences like anybody else, but you're not constrained by my preferences that have no biblical foundation. And here's the only reason that they were doing this. The end of verse number 11 is because they did not want to suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. The early chapters of 1 Corinthians, in those early chapters you learn that the gospel was a stumbling block to the Jews and its foolishness to everyone else. Meaning the, for someone to embrace the gospel, especially in the days of the apostolic era, the days in which the New Testament was written, it was not well received. Think about... Think about the book of Acts, from what you know in the book of Acts. Many of those believers suffered persecution. Many experienced death. Paul, once he was converted, was stoned and left for dead at one point. Stephen was stoned and killed because of his faith in Christ. All throughout the book of Acts, the reason that the church spread like it did was because of persecution. In other words, when they announced their faith in the cross and what Jesus did for them there not everybody gathered around them like we often experience and say i'm so proud of you it's the best thing that'll ever happen to you and we get encouraged and we get strengthened in our faith and announced in our trust in christ but they did not always and so these individuals were not willing to suffer that persecution because they didn't see the value and the preciousness in the cross Paul in Acts 26 is sharing his testimony and when he gets to the part where Jesus was crucified and resurrected from the dead, the individual he's testifying to named Festus says, Paul, thou art beside thyself, much learning doth make thee mad. He makes fun of Paul. He says, Paul, you've lost your mind. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul explains all that happened to him for the gospel's sake. He was beaten With rods, he was stoned, he he experienced three shipwrecks, he was attacked by robbers, he was attacked by his own countrymen, he went without food, he went without water, he was in prison. Paul didn't have life good because he was faithful to the cross of Jesus Christ. And these individuals, these false teachers, were not willing to go down that path. So... We're presented with the question: Are we willing to suffer for the cross? Because God has blessed us in this in our, this country, in this day in which we live, because we suffer very little, if at all, for the cross in the truest sense. Nobody was standing outside today threatening us. If I went on Facebook this afternoon and made a post about the cross, my hope in Christ, and I might get a few negative comments, but that's probably the most extent that would happen. Most people would probably respond and say something positive or something that they Jesus did for you. If not, then I think it's fair to say that the cross is not as precious to us as it needs to be and as it should be. You see more about the cross and the the truth that we must be willing to suffer for it. And Paul says in verse 17, from henceforth, let no man trouble me. So as Paul concludes his letter, he's also, remember we talked about they had attacked him naturally. They're trying to undermine his authority. And he says, let no man trouble me anymore. He says, because I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. That word marks basically speaks of a brand, the way you might brand an animal, that way somebody knows whose it is. That's, that's the idea behind that word. Paul is saying, I have, he's, he literally has marks where he's been beaten. He literally has places in his skin and on his body where he has suffered for the Lord Jesus Christ, identifying himself as a servant of the Lord. Nobody can attack Paul's sincerity. Someone defined those marks as holy scars. And I could ask you, and I asked myself this morning, do I have any holy scars? And again, it's hard for us to apply that in the sense that we don't face physical persecution for our faith, not in this area. But I guess the question would be is, are you willing To gain holy scars if need be. That's how precious the cross should be to you. Now, that's what marked these people, these false teachers as false. Is they had no interest in the cross, they placed no value upon the cross. But then, this morning also, if the cross is as precious to us as it should be, then we're going to glory in the cross. Paul says... In verse number 13, For neither they themselves are circumcised keep the law. Again, they have no internal, they're not being transformed from the inside. It's all an external thing. They don't, they don't even keep the law themselves. They only care that, you are cert, that these people, they were trying to convert to their false ideology. The only reason they care at all is so that they can glory in their flesh. So that all these false teachers can say, look at all the people we've won. And look at all the people that have trusted in what we've told them. And look at all this crowd that we've gathered. Look at all of our popularity. It was about them boasting and them being able to say, look at what I've done. Look at the following that I've built. Look at the fame that I have established. That was all they cared about. But then Paul's statement is so powerful. The Lord will help us grasp what he is saying. He says, God forbid that I should glory except for in one thing. He does not say that I may glory in my wife or my spouse. He does not say that I may glory in my children. He says he does not say I glory in all my accolades on the ball field, all the financial status that I have. Paul, Paul's one thing he'll glory in is none of those things. And oftentimes our boasting is most often rooted in. Paul says I glory in one thing. It's the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. The word glory is translated boast in the New King James Version. If you have a more modern version, it's probably rendered the same way. But that word means to trust in or to live for. What Paul is saying is that I have I have nothing. I have nothing. To make me honorable in the sight of God. I have nothing that amounts to anything in the sight of God. Except this one thing. It's the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that I... That's the only good I have to claim. And if anybody... This is more powerful if you think about who's saying this. This is Paul. Who himself in Philippians explained. He says, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh... If any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. So he said, Anybody that thinks that they've done enough good things to be righteous, I can promise you I've done more than they have done. I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law. Paul says, I was blameless. As much as any one human being can keep the law, I kept it. I had zeal for the law. And yet, but Paul is the very one that says, I don't glory in any of that. When Paul says, when I think of the good in my life, I don't think about any of that. I I can't boast in that. I can't trust in that. I can trust in one thing, and it's the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't think that I've been challenged with that this week, and I so I say, when I say I don't think we, I include myself, really grasp what it means to truly Glory in the cross of Jesus Christ. And that be the only thing that we glory in. We find a lot of other things to take pride in, to trust in. But when we truly understand the cross, we will say alongside of Paul, who again had all these earthly accolades to try to lay claim to and try to present to people as something as worthwhile and beneficial. But he says, I have one thing that I can rightfully glory in. What that means is Paul's, Paul's referring to putting all his confidence in what Christ has accomplished and not his own works. As the grace and truth study Bible said, the idea of, of boasting in the cross would have, been, would have been shocking in this day. Because the cross, people thought if you were if you were crucified on a cross, it was a shameful death because you had broken the law and you were... Sentenced to death. It would be kind of like saying, I glory in the electric chair today. Be similar to what Paul was saying. But the reason that has such value and the reason that he can glory in the cross is because of what Jesus did. And if you take this stance, if you learn what it means to truly boast only in the cross, you'll likely not be very popular in this world. But Paul, if, we, if you can come to this conclusion, as I studied these verses, this is what I was thinking. If, we, if after we close our Bibles today and we'll be finished with Galatians, if, you can come, if, we, if God would be pleased to bring us to this place, to where we glory in nothing but the cross of the Lord Jesus, then I will be thankful for the fruit that God has provided through this book. That's where we need to be. Paul says, because of the cross, I am crucified to the world, meaning it no longer has power and authority over me, and I'm crucified to the world, all the power of sin, all the, the evil influences of sin. Paul says, I've been delivered from this present evil world. And you have too if you have put your faith in Christ and been born again. And then the summation again of the whole book in verse 15. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but a new creature. That takes me to one of my favorite passages of scripture in 2 Corinthians 5 verses 17 and 18. It says, therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold all things become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. You can be made a new creature in one way. It's through Christ. That's why he said you must be born again. In ourselves we are dead in our trespasses and sins. And nothing we can do or stay away from will ever change that. We have to be made a new creature. and We can only be made a new creature through Christ. So Paul says, everyone that walks according to this rule, to this, this standard, is what that word means. And if you have a modern version, it might translate it as standard. This is God's standard. The cross. He says, if you walk according to this, there's blessings for you. It says, peace be on them and mercy. So my advice to you and myself this morning is get in line with the rule of God. And So then Paul finishes it all up in verse number 18. And he says, brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. When it comes to the transformation of our heart, there's one thing that we need. And it's grace. When it comes to overcoming the falsehoods that you and I are inundated with and every single day of our life, all the, all the godlessness that we experience, all the wicked thoughts, all the evil that we experience, the one thing that will help us overcome all that, the one thing that will help us overcome immaturity in Christ, is grace. When it was all said and done, as much as Paul could write, as much as Paul could try to explain, and and I take the same stance this morning, as much as I can preach, as much as I can try to explain, as much as God gives me wisdom to see myself, at the end of the day, I say the same thing, brethren, my brothers and sisters in Christ here at Sulfur Springs. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Because I cannot change you. Your Sunday school teacher cannot change you. Your, Your spouse cannot change you. And probably every wife saying amen. It's the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that can transform us. That's what these people need and that's what you and I need. And that's one thing we can, that will cause us to rest confidently in the truth. That is that God's grace. And speaking of hymns, i Also, my mind went to near the cross, and the writer of it also had the same idea, had the same understanding of the tremendous value of the cross in the refrain or the chorus of that song. He says, in the cross, or she, He said, the writer said, in the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever. And after studying Galatians, I hope we can understand better why the only boasting we can ever rightfully have in this life is the cross. We have nothing else that amounts to anything. And when we recognize the cross as our glory, then we will naturally suffer for the cross. The two will go hand in hand. Because we would rather give up our life. We would rather suffer than turn our back on the only hope we have. We'd rather endure all kinds of of pain and sorrow than turn our back on the provision God has given us for salvation. And as we stand this morning, Mark, as we come around, I think there's a different song in the bulletin, but Mark, if it's pretty easy for you to get near the cross, we can sing it. And uh, you can stand this morning. I pray that after we've studied Galatians, Christ has become more precious to you. That's been my heart in entering this book and entering that study to begin with. I can confidently say that I feel that I understand the sacrifice that Christ made for me better, and I pray that you do too. And if you need to pray this morning, if you want to revisit in the early part of the service, if you want to take this opportunity to thank the Lord for his goodness, then please do so if God has dealt with you about how kind he's been to you in salvation, and you want to thank him for his son, then please do so. If God has dealt with your heart in any way, to respond in this time of invitation, please be obedient. Be mindful of him as Mark comes around and leads us in near the cross. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.